Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, whenever the biblical authors talk about shepherds, they're talking about kings and kingship. Shepherd was one of the most common images for leadership in the ancient world. And the biblical authors certainly pick up on this. In our readings today, we hear from the prophet Jeremiah. And we hear a biblical commonplace. God's complaint about bad shepherds. And that means bad leaders. Those who care not for the sheep, but for themselves. Listen now to Jeremiah. Woe! To the shepherds who mislead and scatter the flock of my pasture. You have scattered my sheep and driven them away. You have not cared for them. Oh, you can hear much the same thing, by the way, in Isaiah, in the Psalms, especially in Ezekiel. But then we hear the promise. Again, this is Jeremiah. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock and bring them back to the meadow. Here's God speaking. Isn't that wonderful? It's God speaking. I know you've got bad leaders, bad shepherds. As a result, my people, Israel, who are meant to be the light to the nations, are a scattered flock. But I will gather them. How? Listen again to Jeremiah. Behold, the days are coming when I will raise up a righteous shoot to David. As king, he will reign and govern wisely. Ah, for the biblical people, the prototype of kingship was David. David, who in an eloquent coincidence perhaps, was a shepherd boy who grew up to be the shepherd of his people Israel. And so Jeremiah predicts, Jeremiah dreams that one day Yahweh will send a Davidic king a new David, who will be the good shepherd of his people. He will guide them and feed them and keep them together and not be like these bad shepherds caring more for themselves and for the sheep. Now, against that background, we turn to our gospel. It's taken from the sixth chapter of Mark. What it is, beautifully, I think, is a portrait of, of the good shepherd. We hear that Jesus and his apostles, who are symbolic, by the way, of the gathered tribes of Israel, he's begun his gathering work as shepherd precisely by gathering them. But we hear that Jesus and the twelve are trying to get away for a little rest. But then this detail, beautiful. Though they try to escape, The people swarm around them. People coming from all sides. And it says here 
they had no opportunity even to eat. Can you imagine the intensity of that crowd? They were pressing so on Jesus and the twelve that they couldn't even eat. They were so beset. When Jesus tries to escape across the Sea of Galilee, it says the crowds went ahead of him and they arrived at the place before him. To get there ahead of a boat crossing the water, how quickly they must have gone. How frantically they must have moved. You see what's going on here? Here are the sheep of Israel. Scattered, confused, yes, without a shepherd, but they've sensed now in this Jesus that the shepherds come. They've sensed this is more than one more of the prophets. This is more than just an inspired teacher. They've sensed he's the one. He is the long-awaited Davidic shepherd who would shepherd his people. And so, like sheep, frantically, with a bit of disorganization and frenzy, they begin to gather around him. The image that, I'm shifting metaphors here, I know, but it comes to my mind is like the worker bees gathering around the queen bee, gathering around the nest, the frenzy of the people. We hear this interpretation emphatically affirmed now in Mark's gospel. Listen. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. There it is. How beautiful now. Jesus, his heart moved with pity. That's the heart of Yahweh. We heard in Jeremiah that God himself was upset at the bad shepherds. God himself wanted to govern and shepherd his people. Now, in Jesus, in this Davidic shepherd, this new king, we can sense the very heart of God moved with pity. He wants in Christ to shepherd his people aright. We've now looked at the first reading and at the gospel. To interpret how he does his work as shepherd, we have to turn to that extraordinary letter of Paul to the Ephesians that I introduced to you last week, and we're reading it now for the next five weeks. Listen to this now from Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have become near by the blood of Christ. For he's our peace, he who made both one and broke down the dividing wall of enmity, establishing peace in one body through the cross. That's staggering language. And we're probably so accustomed to it that it sort of just flies past us. But all the drama all the surprise and all the power of Christianity is found in those words. We know Jeremiah has expressed God's willingness to shepherd his people. We see now in Christ, with the crowds gathering around him in Galilee, he is this new shepherd king. But then we hear talk of the cross and his blood. 
Look, if you're a Jew of Jesus' time, the definitive proof that someone is not the Davidic king is that he was put to death by the enemies of Israel. You know, the Davidic king, he was supposed to deal with the enemies of Israel, not be done to death by them. He was supposed to gather the tribes like a new conquering hero. Blood and a cross, a Roman instrument of torture? Well, that's a sign that he's not the shepherd. He's not the king. What gave rise to Christianity? The juxtaposition of that cross, that terrible cross, and the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Risen from the dead, they saw something, especially Paul. They saw that, in fact, he is who he says he was. He is the Davidic king. He is the shepherd of Israel. But that his shepherding happened precisely in and through that cross. That's what Paul's telling us here in Ephesians. What happened on the cross? Jesus drew, as it were, all the enemies of God forward. All the forms of sin. Oppression, violence, hatred, all of it came out. And he fought them, not with the weapons of the world, but he fought them precisely by absorbing them in his love and his nonviolence. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus enduring the darkness of the world on the cross, swallowing it up in the divine forgiveness. And see, in that, he did wage the great Davidic battle. In that, he was the great king who conquered the enemies of Israel and thereby gathered the tribe. Oh, and you see what they saw through that cross and resurrection? That he was not simply the shepherd of Israel. But through Israel, he was now the shepherd of the world. Because he took on all the darkness. He took on all the enemies of God. And showed the power of God over and against evil. And that's why Christ crucified and risen from the dead, conquers all of the divisions of the world. How does Paul put it? That wall of enmity that divides us. The greatest division at this time, in the first century, the division between Jews and Gentiles. Jews were the chosen people with their own laws, their own identity, and they were told throughout the Old Testament not to mingle with the Gentiles, not to practice their evil practices, not to worship their false gods. There was this great division. But what did they see, the first Christians, especially Paul, what did they see that somehow in that cross of Jesus, where he took on all the darkness of the world, in that cross of Jesus, where he swallowed up all of human sin through the divine forgiveness. He could break down even the greatest walls of enmity. Yes, now the division between Jew and Gentile is overcome. 
Christ is the shepherd of the nations. Think, friends, of all the walls of enmity that still rise up in our midst. Maybe in our post-September 11th world, now the wall of enmity between the West and the Islamic world. When I was a kid, the wall of enmity between the West and the communist bloc, the walls of enmity that still rise up between cultures among nations that rise up within our own country, between rich and poor, black and white, still sadly divided. Think of the walls of enmity that beset us sometime in the church itself. Think of those physical, literal walls of enmity like the Berlin Wall, like the wall now in the Holy Land. The great good news of the gospel is that the shepherd has come First he gathered Israel, but then through Israel, he's the gatherer of all the tribes of the world. That means in his cross, those walls of enmity break down. Listen again to Paul. He is our peace. He who made both one and broke down the dividing wall of enmity through his flesh that he might create in himself one new person in place of the two, thus establishing peace, reconciling all with God in one body through the cross that put that enmity to death. There it is, Christians. That's the gospel. In the cross, the shepherd has done his work. Now we who are grafted onto that shepherd, we've got work to do. We participate in Christ, breaking down the walls of enmity. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.